Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. This episode contains language and content of an explicit nature. Listener discretion is advised. Before a song is released, a record is produced, or a chorus is written, the musicians that write them think a lot. They live a lot, and they feel a lot. Before the chorus dives into the stories and experiences that shape these artists, and ultimately, the music we hear. I'm your host, Sophia Lepercaro, and this episode's guest is Sand Dunes. Sand Dunes is a composer, producer, and pianist from Mumbai, India. She has been making mostly instrumental music for years, but lately she has been drawn to the emotional power of the human voice. This has been especially important for her latest EP, Nowhere to Stand, which explores the fears and questions surrounding change. On the EP, she explores both her own relationship with change and that of the four guest vocalists who feature on it. This EP has to do a lot with time, with change, with kind of having a relationship with that and all of its good and all of its bad. And considering that these songs, I mean, you, you're you the lyricist behind them as well as the producer, um, considering how kind of personal they feel and how sort of stream of consciousness they feel... What made you want to bring other people on to sing them? Mm. Um, well, I'm the lyricist on a couple of them, um, but not on Shadow, which is with Half Wave, and not on Nowhere to Stand, which is with Sid Ram, which isn't out yet. But um, I've been really interested in using uh, the voice, the human voice as the vehicle to... Uh, convey things and it sounds it sounds like an extremely obvious and you know redundant statement to make because that's how we convey things and that's how we make meaning of things but I've, I've basically been working in, with instrumental music for a while and uh, I think I think if I if I look back to the beginning when I was really beginning to compose songs, uh, they all featured vocalists, you know, in, in college bands when we were playing like band events and competitions and things like that. And so uh, after a really long time, there was just an intent to go back to working with voice. And uh, I don't sing, which is why I brought other people into the mix. Fair. Yeah, I mean, it's 
as someone, I, I write a very tiny little bit myself, and for me, voice and lyrics is really how I express myself, because I have no idea what I'm doing with instrumentation, so mm. it's interesting to have to think about sort of switching your brain back and forth between those two modes. Like, I'm not very good at kind of putting myself in your shoes of normally writing and right. evoking feeling through instrumentation. Yeah, I would, I would, I would imagine that it's just a... Uh, just a function of practice if that modality becomes more lubricated for you then you know before you know it that's the extension for your medium of expression that's like the tool um, and now quite quickly after the CP I'm noticing how I'm only writing for voice or at least my my interest is very uh, very fused with working with collaborators and vocalists more mm. Interesting. And speaking of that, because uh, it's sort of touching on the question I asked before, which was, again, this sort of sense of, you know, one's relationship with change and embracing it. It is something that is very personal, but simultaneously very universal. So considering that this EP had to do so much with your own sort of relationship with it, how do you approach asking other people to write lyrics in that case, since it's kind of a 50-50? Uh, yeah, well, it's a it's a fair bit more organic than that. I think with, um, I guess, as a producer, you tend to become a little bit of a control freak because you can handle all, you know every aspect of how your music will sound. And so, even when it came down to writing, uh, initially, I was writing everything, the harmonies and the you know the bridge sections, and wanting to kind of retain control. But uh, I, I suppose it had a lot to do with remote collaborating. You can't be in the same space as your collaborator. And uh, half that, half a little bit of uh, letting go of the reins and wanting, wanting to invite somebody into a world that you've created includes an element of them you know, bringing themselves and not just sort of slinking into a mold that you've designed for them to slip into for a little while. Um, that being said, it was, yeah, it was really organic. It was like, I have these lyrics and, uh, or I have these sketches of ideas. Shall we tweak them and see if they work? And then, um, in both those instances, uh, what I had was, you know, it didn't, it didn't fit or didn't work or it just paled in comparison to what those artists brought into the mix. So it kind of just, yeah, it filled itself out in that way. Hmm. Yeah, and it's kind of ironic how not only does this album sort of deal with letting go of control in some senses, but we've very much been in a time where we have to let go of control. So it's sort of funny how things work out. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. a bit bizarre. It's how life is. It's a <laughs> strange little conundrum. Well, going back to something you were mentioning before about how, like, you know, obviously your background and you know, being a producer and focusing more on instrumentals and um, now focusing more on writing for vocals. What I love about this EP is that it sort of is very much the best of both worlds because obviously, like, with a lot of electronic music, it ends up being very trance-like and hypnotic and, you know, it's usually very drawn out. And, you know, for the sense of, I guess, that stream of consciousness side of things 
that works really well for this record. But then simultaneously, you've brought in lyrics, you've brought in hooks, you've brought in more of a traditional song structure, you know? Totally, yeah. That was pretty intentional as well. Um, uh, in, a, in a sense, you can't really kind of humanize something until you you very literally put a human being into the, that world and uh electronic music i think a struggle for people working with metronomical software and gear that's all kind of clocked together is uh, making things sound vulnerable and feel human and so that it doesn't feel like there's you know like uh, you're listening to an album made by some AI overlords that you'll never interact with. And uh, I think maybe that's also why a little bit it felt like it had lost its sheen for me after a few years of just working on synth-based music, which is a lot of fun, but um, somewhere if, if you don't, yeah, if you don't bring, find a way for those worlds to intersect, uh, it just wasn't doing it for me, like in a soul sense, emotionally anymore. And then when you do invite voices into it, uh, it it it's it felt like it made more sense to you know break it down and change change things up so that they work around voice. And uh, that being said, that literally means breaking things into verses and choruses and bridges and songwriting. And I found myself. Uh, thinking, oh wow, songwriting, it's a whole other thing, you know, it's like very different from track building, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. But ironically, I think when you put the two together, it creates a sort of, when done right, which this record is, um, it creates a sort of one-two punch because like a lot of these electronic sounds have a very like visceral power to them. But to your point, if you don't have that kind of more direct human connection, it can that sort of again that bridge that needs to happen for people to feel the emotion of it might not happen. But you kind of create these like insane environments, these insane emotional environments through the music, and then really get the sort of stronger emotional theme through the voice. And mm -hmm. so when you put the two together, it really has like a huge impact. Mm. Yeah. Well, thank you. You're very generous. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I tend to agree. Good. Well, going into, I guess, the songs themselves, and I guess in some senses I'm going to be having you both speak on behalf of yourself and in, in the other lyricists as well, but sure. this this um, EP definitely hits at, again, that notion of change from a lot of different angles, which is normal because change is such a complex thing to sort of wrestle with. Now, the first song, A Little While, which you wrote... Um, it definitely shows like a fear of change and wanting to stay in a moment and stay away from change. So can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's, I, f I, would, I would find it hard to talk about uh, if I didn't paint the picture of the time in which it was created, um, which is, it was basically a story of falling in love with someone and knowing that you have a very finite window of time together and that change is imminent. So uh, there's a whirlwind of, uh, you know, emotional occurrences that uh, in many ways led me to writing to that theme for a while. 
and uh, I guess a little while was pretty on the nose <laughs> in a sense. Um, but yeah, I actually wrote it first out of out of all of the songs and a long time ago. Uh, but it just was one of those tunes that didn't work for some reason. I don't know. I don't know what it was that was lacking. I didn't know at the time, um, but it was like trying to wrangle something into shape and just not working and not working and not working. And uh, I had to, I had to kind of shelve it for a while, and only picked it up at the end of 2019. Yeah, and then kind of through this big transition phase, uh, which. I know is like really um, a very broad theme that feels super relatable, this idea of living in uncertainty. But at, uh, at the time, I had just made a big decision to give up my, uh, my apartment and not like relocate anywhere, but just live a little nomadically, uh, considering I was moving around a lot for for work and for gigs and uh, it was becoming difficult and challenging to have a base and not be in it for so many months. So um, I kind of dive, dived into this phase of uncertainty and that's when the song just like came together and uh, yeah. Yeah. It's ironic that you mentioned that sort of idea of like a permanent home too because that theme appears on another song one that you actually didn't write, which is nowhere to stand, because there's a yeah. whole concept of not being able to root yourself, not having like a platform to stand on and how destabilizing that can be. So it's yeah. interesting that you bring that up. And especially since it's something that was written by a different lyricist. Yeah. Um, yeah. In a way, I think I think we co-wrote it would be would be the valid thing to say. Mm. Uh, again, with Sid, it was, well, with everybody, it was remote, except for a little while. I was in the in the room when uh, Sorab was recording those vocal, vocals. Uh, he goes by Lands Lands. Um, but for Nowhere to Stand, I had these ideas already about, you know, thematically what I felt like the music wanted to convey. And I guess it worked really well with where Sid was at. Uh, mentally and uh, he was really amenable to taking taking those themes and kind of channeling his lived experiences through those ideas so yeah I already had the name I remember being very set on nowhere to stand and I was like yo I've written this thing this is what it's about for me and then uh, then he kind of took it from there yeah well, it's definitely an interesting, I guess, melting of those two concepts, because another thing that I definitely read through Nowhere to Stand was probably talking about depression. And the reason I know that is because one personal experience and there were lyrics on it that I was like, I, I've thought ver nearly verbatim the same thing, like this sort of wow. idea of like a gray cloud sort of washing over you and not really feeling in touch with yourself. Um, hold on, I wrote the line down here that I really like, and where in the world did I put it? Um, <laughs> yeah, it's the cuddle me in I'm gray from all the smoke and serotonin leaving. Yeah. I really, really like that line. Yeah, that's all said. Uh, yeah, it definitely, ha I had the same reaction when I heard it as well. 
It was very real. Yeah. Really beautifully put. Yes, really, really painfully bang on, but sometimes mm -hmm. that's what we need. Well, flipping the coin here is the second track, and I'm not really going in order anymore, but sometimes we just Don't worry. we follow the conversation, see where it Absolutely. goes. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so Shadow, which is, of course, like the first single as well with Miss Nandy, a.k.a. Half Wave, um, mm -hmm. it's sort of the opposite. It's wanting change and being afraid of being stagnant. So I thought that was interesting, especially because it comes after a song that's so scared of change, to be like, I am so scared of not changing that here we go let me move on you know yeah yeah um yeah she's amazing she i've known Nandi for a really long time maybe we should just pause to, to talk about her for a <laughs> second um she was actually facilitating a really large music residency and tour a few years ago well more than a few years ago I think this was 2014. Um, and I was in the group of musicians uh, in that residency, and that's how I met her. And uh, we, we were just like instantly friends, and she's been a dear friend for a long time. And we always had a conversation about doing something together, and it took, yeah, about six years for it to actually, you know, start to come together. Um, but I feel like her artistry is like f completely intrinsically blended with her authenticity. If she's not living an experience, she, uh, uh, she probably won't have an interest in writing music about it. Mm. And that makes for some really potent, moving and authentic sounding work. Mm -hmm. So again, here I was like, hey, I, you know, whatever, wrote this stuff. I have some ideas about what it means for me. And in this situation, she was like, no, this isn't gonna, gonna, I mean, we, we tried it. She ran with it for a while. And I think, I think she was about to do like final takes, but she wrote me back and she, uh, she basically said, uh, this is just not what I'm living right now, but I am, am having this completely other experience and it, uh, it, just, it just felt right to write about it. And you know, here's what it sounds like, like what, what do you think? And it was amazing, it, more, than, more than the words. I think that's what happens when someone's really singing out their lived experience and that's why I find voice so potent and incredibly uh, emphatic is you don't need to hear the lyrics to you know to absorb the meaning it's just there I mm. feel like I may not have actually listened to the lyrics until uh, a few listens in and uh, yeah I found that really powerful I can't wait to work with her again it was a dream. It was also the best recorded and uh, and most organized stems I've received from a vocalist <laughs> ever. It was really wonderful. Oh my god! Well, I'm gonna add yeah. my own little gushing moment about her. The my current favorite song <laughs> of hers. Yeah, there you go. Uh, my current <laughs> favorite song of hers is probably "When the Party's Over" because like that chorus just like 
kicks you in the chest. And it's it's like, to your point, I mean, obviously the lyrics are really great. And it's a sort of like wanting to keep a stiff upper lip as you walk away, even though that hurts. Mm -hmm. But you can hear the pain in it through the melody and the voice. Like, again, you can write a melody on a piano and it can totally be emotive. But there's something about hearing that break in a human's voice like that. And you know, we're going to make it through the night without stopping. It just kind of be like, ow. Um, you feel it in your own body you really do it is it's i think one of the greatest beauties of music how the humanity of it makes us all feel connected to each other and realize that these lived experiences are not you know only from one person other people live through them as well yeah uh yeah that's why voice is the one, you know, it's like you, you can't find a better, I mean, you can still do it. And there are artists who do it beautifully. uh, But I guess I find myself, you know, hard pressed to reach for a vehicle that's as equipped in conveying that what you just mentioned that, that idea of not being an island and experiencing life in isolation. And, uh, yeah. yeah, 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 all of that. <laughs> and to add to, I guess, Shadow itself, what's cool about adding this other facet is, like I said, change is such a fluid thing and it's so complicated to deal with it. And sometimes we're okay with it and we desperately want it, and sometimes we absolutely do not and we fight it tooth and nail. And it's. Again, it's just that complicated part of it is the thing that we're wrestling with the most. So to have it looked at from all of these different angles. Lenses. Just, it, exactly, lenses. It really works. And speaking of which, the final song, which is another one that you wrote specifically, Ghosts. This one's definitely the least obvious one on the record because I feel like there's a lot of push and pull between kind of the two on it. Like, it doesn't feel like it's necessarily fighting change, but it doesn't feel like it's embracing it either. It's sort of, I don't know which way I want to go with this. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're close. <laughs> I'm close? Okay, please yeah. correct me. That's what this is about. This is what this um, is for. Uh, well, you're bang on in the sense of, you know, the idea of cyclically going through the motions. I I tend to enjoy looking at one idea from various perspectives and then like writing to those to those themes. And uh, ghosts is, of course, a lot of it is through it's kind of through written about change and uncertainty, but through a love language. And like a little while, ghosts is also looking at change in that in that world, but it's looking at it ar- arriving, and it's not it's not actually being lived yet. It's kind of a projection of uh, of change that is inevitable, and uh, um, and kind of making making um, what's the word? Making projections about it. Mm. Yeah, I don't know if that makes sense. I think it does. And interestingly, like, there's certain lines that really caught me that look more backwards, like this idea of, like, the grass being greener before and, you know, that the ghosts can't hurt you. And 
I mean, again, I always say how I read things, but it's very much here for you to correct and dismantle <laughs> if needed, because that's kind of the whole point. But, you know, I read it as, like, on one hand, like, yes, the past may have been greener or better in some ways, but in other ways, like, whatever happened in the past can't harm you anymore because it's over. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love hearing other interpretations yeah. of, of stuff like this, which... Uh, you know, I had one idea about when I was scribbling in my notepad. Um, and that's actually really beautiful, what you just said. Mm -hmm. um, in a way, uh, the, the I guess, the song is built around the idea of ghosts not standing a chance, uh, being, being this idea that something from, if, if, you were a f uh, if you were a fragment of somebody's life in the past, you're not going to stand a chance in the future because in their future, you're a ghost. And, mm. uh, you know, in, in, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that makes, makes sense or how literal to go with that. But the feeling was definitely around, around that. You're kind of looking to, uh, looking to the other as a pedestalized object of devotion, perhaps. And, mm. Uh, they are the stars that don't land here and you are the ghost that doesn't stand a chance because things have evolved and moved and uh, and and that's the that's the world that is ahead of you yeah it's a bit of a kick in the ego but in a good way <laughs> probably healthy I, I suppose so but yeah you're right it, it is uh, it is like it's actually kind of probably dipping into some shape of pain, but it's it's in that moment it's celebrated and the music carries that. It's a very happy sounding song. It doesn't really invoke yeah. pain in a literal way, but I feel like I tend to write in puzzles and hidden meanings and layers. I, I, I enjoy that sort of thing. It's fun. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's... That's it. We got That's really, oh man. No, I love that. And actually, well, I will add actually, I like also this idea of like, you know, change, like someone else getting to change and realizing that you don't have control over them anymore too, because change doesn't happen only for yourself, but for others. Yeah. And you kind of have to let go of them going on their journey too. So yeah, that's... Yeah. That, oh man that's basically nowhere to stand like you have nowhere to stand because you you have to stand in or or sit or whatever in the seat of impermanence and and the idea of being okay with that is completely illogical and it's a tall ask of anyone and yet we are all you know out here living life like that because if anything is clearer today than it was before in the last two years that we've experienced as a as an oath <laughs> it's that uh, it's only the uncertainty and it's only the impermanence and it's only the change that are continuums and the rest of it is just fluid and will never stop being like that so that's yeah nowhere to stand will be out on june 25th wherever you normally get your music this podcast is hosted, produced, and edited by myself, Sophia Lopercaro, and the artwork is by Meg Welford. With 
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.